Hey, Mark. Okay, hold on. So hold on, I'll have to, where are you? There, there we go. So is Scott in the lobby? Uh, I think he was, yeah. I might have stepped away here, I don't see him now. So is there a separate, do you, uh, do you did you last time, did you send him a separate um, presenter link? Uh, no, I just changed him to presenter once he was in. That was just what oh, I did okay. last time, so yeah. Let me see here. But yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, let me see here. I'm going to. Yeah, is he, are you in contact with him? I can email him, him too here. Just. Uh, yeah, I'm texting him now. Okay. Have you got, do you see what the queue is? Is there a queue or. A queue? Yeah, for people to log in. Yeah, so it's a lobby. Yeah, the lobby is what Zoom calls it, I guess, at least in North America. And there's 13 people in the lobby right now. So, so okay. yeah. So did you get a chance just to look over the order of the the questions? It was. No, I've literally just finished my um, meeting, so I'm going to open it up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's split. I think there's 31 questions, 16, 15 split. So it's fair. Um, I left you the more thought the ones that were maybe more technical or maybe if there were follow-up questions you're obviously more more inclined to being able to engage with those meaningfully than I am um, but otherwise yeah I just thought that that was a fair fair way to do it zoom user bluey less p zoom user galaxy chris Shirley, dave toby no I don't think he's in here I mean I can make where are you I'll make you Are you trying to make me a presenter? Well, yeah, it says I can make you a host, but I guess it doesn't. Oh, no, it's okay. Don't go that far. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, I'll, um, I'll do fat fingers and press the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, is he planning? I, I didn't talk to him about this. I wasn't anticipating there necessarily being a, uh, a, uh, like a, a slide deck to go with this, right? It's just going to be. Uh, just going to be question and answer period, right? So, so he'll be there. He'll be online in five. A lot. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'll have a quick. I like, so I like the way you got this now. So you got you can hold people out in the lobby because the ones you did before we had them come straight into the um, session. Uh, I think we had a lobby. I, I was I was admitting everybody all along. Click 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 the whole time. So. I'm just, oh okay yeah i'm gonna try to i'm trying to find uh, this is me i use it like i say i use a different for my other podcasts i use a different service so i just don't know zoom as well as i should where do i i want to make it so that tracks the speaker where do i do that uh oh we had that uh, that was on the um i think that's the view up in the top right hand corner yes yeah oh yeah oh it's on speaker yeah done okay easy yeah and then um, did you want to give me permission to record as a backup again? Yes, absolutely. Now I'll have to do that. I am. Yeah, I, I it is recording. I've got the red blinking light. And if you scroll down to my name on this on the sidebar. Yeah, here, no, I saw that it's yeah. doing that. I think I mean, last time I was recording, but I think it must have been sent to a cloud somewhere that I don't that I don't didn't bother accessing because I couldn't find my actual hard drive. So that was like my hard copy, which was frustrating. So I had to rely on yours anyway.
Okay, I'll keep pressing it. It's not letting me yet. <laughs> okay, hold, hold on here. Uh, allow to record local files. There, try that. There you go. Good. Perfect. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So uh, anyway, whilst we're doing this, uh, I can see it's pretty good little um split through there. There was um plenty of queries and questions. Did you take out any that you thought were repetition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of questions about side tracking and about you know yeah. there's like four or five about that and questions about mud. So yeah, no, I did condense, so there shouldn't be any repetition anymore. The ones that I did, okay. if you look at numbers twenty through twenty-four of yours, they're a bit more dense, and I didn't want to edit them for fear of you know having a layman kind of butcher things, right? So if you yeah, want no, these come from Dan Ashcroft, yeah, don't they? yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you wanted, I mean, I'll just let you as you wish or as you shall or whatever you want to do with those, right? I mean, like there's there's lots of content in there, so we can we can use them and, or not use them as we wish, right? So yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, because yeah, I mean, a lot of it will depend on how he wants to go through the session and then what he wants to um, put in. Or yeah, yeah, he might answer so many of these if we go through this. No, they won't even be worth asking. No, I know, right? And I, I don't anticipate, well, I bet you by the time we're actually done this conversation, it will be the better part of an hour, if not more. And there's a lot of content and we will open it up to, actually, that's where I'll, let me get my little, my little speech of this, just things to touch on. Forward-looking statements. So JRI, CIS, forward-looking statements. And uh, what were we just talking about? Now I lost it, damn. Uh, So yeah. But uh, by the way, you got. Uh, I gave you the email and stuff. Did you already have other? Uh, and I'm giving you the phone number for Andrew of Melbana. No, I. You know, I. I wait till. I wait till waking hours around the time zones, just in case. I feel like I think I did it to Ben Turney, where I think his phone wasn't on silent, and then I messaged him on my hours, not his, and I think I got him at three in the morning, right? So I. That's. I was on my to-do list tonight. Here is right after I'm done with. Invictus, right after the Scott, Scott, I'll email Melbana or, or message him, I guess, right? But yeah, no, just waiting till, I mean, it's 9.30, I guess he's a little later. Yeah, it's just in the morning there, right? So I'll, I was just waiting till okay. it wasn't. Oh, uh, so for uh, Andrew, it'll be 12.30 in the afternoon. It's yeah. the same time as Sydney. Okay. Yeah, no, I was kind of, you know, I, I get home at work at four o'clock my time, which is 8.30 your time. And so I could have just come home and did it right then, but I thought I would just sit down and get Scott figured out first, right? So yeah, no, hundred percent. No, of course. No, I was just like, while well, we're waiting. Yeah, right. I just thought I'd see see how he got on because because uh, I yeah. think Andrew Andrew's you know he was skeptical about it before, obviously, and because yeah. uh, he hadn't seen it. Now he's seen how things have gone. I think he's he'll be more inclined to. Um, yeah. Uh, to, well, he does. He wants to come and do one. Yeah. Awesome. There's Scott there, and I'm just gonna. They have a. Hey, Scott, let me see if I can unmute him. I'll just ask to unmute. Oh, there. There, Scott, uh, welcome here. Morning. How are you? Hey, Scott. Ooh. Yeah, doing well. How are you doing? Good, thank you. No, I love the. Yeah, love that background, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a background. Listen, yeah. We're getting too professional now. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> One of the one of the ones I took when I was up there. Nice. Um, yeah, cracking. Sunset, yeah. 
get yeah. some beautiful sunsets out there at the moment because it's very um very hazy at this time of year with all the dust and fires because it's right at the end of the dry season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when does the um when does it when does it start to get to the uh, the rainy season? Do you get a bit of a rainy season? Yeah. Um so that'll start probably towards the end of November to mid-December. Okay. We'll have we'll probably have a few showers here and there, but it doesn't stop in anger till till like December or so. Right, as long as it hasn't been, it doesn't get like Sydney's been for the last bloody uh, few weeks. Sydney, oh, Sydney's I've been super, mate. Well, and bloody, and Victoria. My God, yeah. what's going on there? It's been terrible. Hey, by the way, have you? is there a presentation you want to go through on this today or how do you want to play it? Look, what I'm, I might just refer to to the one that I did the other day in, in the webinar that I had. Um, mm. just, just to show... Just to, if I need to illustrate anything on the on the slides. Yeah, that was um, my that was my thought. I'm gonna I'm going to frame this as a sequel to that previous webinar too, right? So it's one of those yeah. sort of follow up questions rather than I mean, there's lots of questions that were kind of already halfway answered, but I think that just for the sake of people feeling heard, I'll let them ask them. But yeah, no, well, that's the yeah, I'm not sure there needs to be a slide deck involved, right? So yeah, yeah. If I need to, I can refer to it, but otherwise, not not planning on. Uh, and you're happy. I mean, I mean, we send you that list of questions. Are you going to pretty much work yourself through that, and then if you want any that you've missed, we'll we'll follow up with. Is that how you want to play it? Um, or or you can you can ask the. There's a few that are quite similar. Um, maybe yeah. if we group them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all. That's what Matt's done. He's got a good grouping of them now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So if you if you want to if you want to ask them, then um, then that's fine. I mean, a lot of it a lot of it at the moment a lot of the, uh, there's still some early thinking um, at the moment. With yeah, with you know we've only had we've only had the data for a few days, so yeah, we still got to um, still got to work our way through it, and we're we're still still waiting for um, the final QC stuff from the from the service provider. So that's been um, yeah. <laughs> It, it is what it is. All right. So anyway, Matt, this is your show, my friend. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you good to go? You know what? I'm, I'm going to do two things, Scott. First of all, I'm going to pre I'm going to lean heavily on the fact that this is going to be a lot of forward-looking statements, just because I feel like we are, you know, towing up against a line where potentially people could be misinterpreting. Uh, so obviously, yeah. on, that, on that front, uh, if you need to defer or if you need to not answer, obviously that's well within. Like, yeah, that's that's it is what it is. Yeah, right? I'll just say, look, it's too it's it's too early at this stage. We're still mm -hmm. working through it. Yeah, um, and yeah, and then second follow up question. I also notice I have some cardboard boxes in the back that I want to uh, move out of the way here. But uh, do you do you have time constraints right now? What's your what's your what's your calendar like for the next? No, I've got I've got um, I've got about two hours um, okay. <laughs> at the moment. I haven't, I haven't I haven't logged in to. Um, to pace on this morning to have a look at what's what's going on because we'll i think we're drilling out the shoe at the moment so so two um, hours i hope two hours is enough this time it has not been enough the last two times <laughs> but let's we'll see if we can pull it off no that's all right i'll um yeah we'll try and we'll try and we'll try and keep it keep it civilized i don't want to keep people um yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm no, supposed to play golf this afternoon Scott, so yeah. i'm playing <laughs> golf mate so bear that in mind uh, so no, no, well, yeah I'll step away, you guys. Go. Give me one moment. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that was it. No, I delayed yeah. tea off time to, uh, <laughs> to, oh. to be able to go and do this uh, chat with you today. Oh, no, thanks. 
Um, <laughs> the sacrifices you're not, you're we not going to go and watch the cricket this evening. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're going to be having a few beers in the uh, in the bowl yeah. and go and watch it. That's the way to go and do it. All right. So if you yeah. two folk, if you two guys are ready, I will admit, but I'll still give it a couple minutes here. There's always people that straggle in, so we'll aim for maybe five past them, seven thirty-five, seven thirty-four, sort of thing. But if you folks are ready, I'll let the public in here. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm glad that I didn't take myself to bed early last night and and miss out on the on the win, Buzz and Barbie last night over Pakistan. Yeah, that was is, phenomenal, wasn't it? That was terrific. Yeah, I couldn't believe that they managed to defend that sort of total. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of my friends, I've only just got back, so didn't um, didn't get myself organised and was uh, also just a bit wrecked from a long trip. But, um, yeah, I wish I'd been at the ground. It was, uh, it was pretty incredible scenes. Yeah, you played cricket yourself as well? I, I, I did. Um, I played at a reasonable level uh, at, at oh, school okay. um, and, a, and a little bit. A little bit of club cricket when I first came over here, but um, rugby was the the primary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was always rugby. Primary interest. Football afterwards, but uh, yeah, never been a never been a great cricket apart from sitting there watching it and enjoying the beers, which is <laughs> so I'm grateful to them for that. <laughs> yeah. How are we looking, Matt? Oh, we're doing all right. We're almost at 100 already. Yeah, doing well. So just welcome everybody here. We're just past the start time here. As always, we'll let the people that are fashionably late have a chance to fill in here. So just another couple of minutes and we'll get going. And I just a, just a friendly reminder, if uh, just to help the recording, you know, if you have your audio on, please turn it off. And then same thing with your video as well. Just just so we catch just we're here to see Scott, not our all our beautiful faces. Right. So so this. As you will, yeah. Thank you. I know you do. I know you do, Jock. That's why I keep my video on. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to face the radio. That's the old joke. Anyway, I'll go with that one. <laughs> See if we can get to the magic hundred here. We're at ninety-seven. Yeah, thanks for organising this at um, at short notice as well. I know it's been. Um, Less than ideal to get everyone, everyone ready. But um, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's, I'm happy to do it, but and people got a, are got a small window back, back, and and uh, traveling, um, but not back. And before, before I've got to go radio silent again. Yeah, locked yeah. on lockdown again. 
No, that's it. Ninety-nine, Matt. You've hit a hundred. That's good enough. All right, (laughs) all right, folks. So no, we will we will get going. The cameras are rolling. Recording is happening. Um, So yeah, most of you maybe already know who I am, but yeah, my name is Matthew. I'm here with Mark and of course Scott. I am host of a podcast called Junior Resource Investing, and and Scott has been gracious enough to appear on my show a couple of times. Uh, I'm not going to waste too much time introducing him. I assume you know who he is as well as his company. We are here to discuss some very interesting recent results, and I just want to say that this is you can consider this as a uh, a sequel to the previous webinar, right? So that there is a webinar that Invictus released, or well, is it just 24 hours ago or so now, right? Uh, and so there, uh, hopefully that there will be questions here today that are mostly building off that webinar rather than kind of repetition. We're trying to build new content. A little bit of repetition is inevitable, but yeah, just so you, if so if you are missing some content and you have not yet seen the webinar that was released. It was very, it's pretty strong, 35 minutes. Uh, I would suggest you step start with that as well or return to that afterwards. I do want to stress that this is going to be, a, there's a lot of forward-looking statements involved in this, right? Obviously, this is a very fluid situation for Invictus uh, and for Scott. So, you know, he is going to do his best to answer questions as he can. But at the same time, on the same token, I mean, there's there's going to be information that he can't share or is unable to share or just doesn't have, right? And so this is one of those moments where we all want to know things. And sometimes the answers just aren't there. And sometimes the answers just can't be provided for us yet. So I, I am going to provide a full disclaimer uh, just for legal purposes, right, with my YouTube account uh, in, in the notes. But just be forewarned, I suppose, with that, right, that, yeah, it's just the, the reality of the situation here. And one last plug, right, uh, sister Discord server to Junior Resource Investing, uh, Community Investment Server. It's publicly searchable, lots of extremely knowledgeable people. You can find myself and Mark there. Um, and people, people that actually make, well, we look, so I'll just say there's some pretty intelligent people there too, especially compared to us, right? So anyway, on that note, uh, let's get going here, right? Uh, so again, thank you to Scott for appearing on this and we'll get off to the races here. I've tried to, con- I've tried to uh, organize questions a little bit just based on content. Uh, and I think that one of the most overwhelming questions that people have is regarding Scott. Uh, the idea of a sidetrack, which I know you discussed in the webinar, and I think people just wanted a bit more in-depth response regarding it. Uh, So I guess, will you, won't you, when? Uh, And then maybe maybe not, if you can't even give a concrete answer, could you just describe to us the rationale or the pros and cons of sidetracking now or sidetracking after Baobab as a a third drill? Sure. So, yeah, firstly, Matt and Mark, thanks for having me once again, and and, and appreciate you giving me um, giving me some time and a and a platform to to have some additional questions uh, answered from our shareholders. I'll just reiterate again that um, to go along with your forward looking statements, a lot of this um, is still um, early in the piece. We've only just got the data in the last um, in the last couple of days. Uh, some of it we're still working through. And um, some of it we still got to integrate and, and, and finalize the thinking around it and then, and then make decisions. So some of this, um, uh, as you said, may be fluid and we've got to, you know, we've got to um, put everything in, um, put everything in context and, um, and then I think um, whoever Galaxy has, S8 plus, um, maybe just mute him. Yeah, done. <laughs> There we go. Um, I'd rather see your face than a blank screen, Matt. Um, <laughs> so, so we've got to we've got to finish finish integrating the data. We've still got another whole section to go um, now, um, and we'll we'll start. I think we've 
I haven't looked at my my screen yet, so I'm free to free to chat. We've got real time data that gets streamed in from the rig, but I haven't logged in and had a look at it this morning. Um, so the, the we should be drilling out of the shoe um, at the moment, and then uh, we'll be into the next whole section. So back to the question on on um, on the sidetrack for the two hundred, where this is located, and this um, this two hundred horizon is roughly let's call it eight hundred meters for for easy numbers. The shoe for that section is at five hundred ninety three, so let's call it six hundred. So it's a, a two hundred meter um, window from where we would need to you know the the, the top of the potential sidetrack to get to the reservoir. Now because of the that, that very short radius, trying to, to step out and get away from this, this fault plane where we're sitting in that, in that 200 horizon, the maximum we could step out from there is about 30 meters um, from some, some quick numbers that we've done. So that whether or not we get far enough away from where we are and we get a, a slightly better result, we probably want to get a little further away from that. Um, and maybe I'll just um, just share that same presentation. Um, can you see that? Looks like it wants to. Yep. There it is. Okay. So, so where we are over here, and you can see that these are the bright amplitudes that we were we were targeting. the The well trajectory that we needed to drill to to intersect um, these primary targets through here meant that we had to, in order to keep the, the, um, the deviation of this well to under 35 degrees, so this is at 34, which allows us to run wireline without the use of, um, of tractors. So those are um, the wireline tools we put down on some wheels to help it um, roll smoothly along the borehole uh, instead of dragging it, which we, which we usually do. Uh, those aren't available uh, at the moment. Uh, or you'd have to do what's called pipe conveyed logging. So put the tools on drill pipe, and then you you know that's very very slow. Instead of winching it up on a on the wireline cable, you've got to put it on drill pipe and you move it up, um, you know one uh, one stand at a time. So um, you know thirty odd meters at a time, which is very slow going, very expensive. So um, and greater deviation adds greater risk. Um, with this as well. So what that meant is that the placement of this of this 200, which was a late addition into the into the, the well plan, originally we were going to drill a more vertical well um, through here. And we had to change that to try and target these um, these bright amplitudes in a relatively active position. So we ended up just being right on the edge of this this bright amplitude where it and you can see it is much dimmer uh, through here compared to here. And uh, that that's meant that unfortunately we're just in this fault fault zone where we've got some poorer reservoir quality. So you can see that degrade um, through here. Um, and that seems to be the case on this on these um, on these upthrown um, um, sections of the, of the fault. So we've got dimming here, dimming there, bit of dimming through there, whereas on the, on the, uh, on this side, it's okay. So um, on this side of the fault, I mean, so to step up and to only get 30 meters, we don't want, 
look, the good the good news is we've got something really exciting to come back to. That's what I'm I'm really pleased about. This is this is de-risk this uh, substantially, but we don't want to have a similar result again. So sidetracking from the current location would mean we'd only get 30 meters away from where we are now. Um, the scale on this is um, is pretty big. So getting 100, 200 meters away would put us right at the crest of this, and um, but also well within these bright amplitudes where, where we you know, think there will be a better conventional reservoirs. So it might be a case of us pushing the pad out um, from where, from where um, we currently are, but that would mean a new cellar um, and you and a, and just changing the configuration of the of the um, of the pits and um, shifting the rig. So whether you shift a rig a couple of hundred meters or um, a couple of kilometers, there's a lot of similar work involved. So trying to get this trying to get this next um, penetration in this um, 200 horizon right is is crucial. So we're, we're, we're working up a number of options at the moment to see what we can do, but um, we've, um, we, haven't, we haven't concluded whether we'll do it um, immediately after Baobab or, or, or what's going to happen. So there's still a little bit of work. We've obviously got a lot to focus on at the moment with the, with the drilling and, and going back and, and looking at, at, at um, our primary targets and, and managing that operation. So it's, um, it's not a distraction. We've got you know, we've, we're going to get some help to have a look at some of these options um, so that that could be run in parallel so that we can we can make a decision there. No, excellent. Thank you. I guess, I mean, a follow-up, if I may, as a natural follow-up here is, you know, people are obviously questioning, you know, if you have a, what people consider is a fairly high chance of success, could you just describe the rationale or discuss the rationale, pros and cons of stepping out 200 meters, not a step out, but 200 meter out versus pursuing Baobab was the initial idea. What's, you know, internal dialogue as you can share with us, pros and cons mm -hmm. of both, pros and cons of both, I guess. Yeah, I mean, from, a, a, again, we've got a number of considerations to, to balance here, um, whether we go straight to Baobab, whether we, we, we go and try and, um, and drill uh, Makuyu 2, um, or, or, um, if we can get away with a with a more deviated side track, you know those are still still things to to work up. And we've got to we still got to integrate the data that we've got now and see what implications that has for Baobab, um, whether that um, provides a a greater chance of success at Baobab now that because we're we're looking at similar horizons. Um, you know, again, that's still still very still very early in work. That's that's just begun to to try and understand the implications. So our um, our geos and geophysicists are working away now and and um, and having a look. I think probably one of the the good things that's come out of this first um, first result for for Makuyu is the the amount of um, of clay and seal in the system. One of the one of the big concerns that we had going into this initially, um, you know, because everyone said you read all the literature um, that this basin is very sandy um, and people look at the stratigraphic column that we've got in and that's just based off mobile um, and that and the rocks at the surface haven't haven't changed from when mobile studied them to when to when we studied them so redrawing really that stratigraphic column hasn't been 
uh, an option. It's certainly going to get redrawn now um, because there's a lot more play in the system. But to get a competent formation through this shallow section that would then provide us enough of a of a poor pressure window to get down um, in a single casing string down to where roughly we are now. So we were concerned that we'd get a low leak off test weak formation because it's sandy and that would limit the, the poor pressure window that we could drill in and we would have had to, you know, TD the section somewhere over here because we would have run out of, of, of that window. But that has certainly changed. And so for Bayavad, which was a similar three string design, we'll now be able to, to do a two string design and drill Bayavad to TD in the 12 and a quarter inch hole, which means that we're saving a whole section um, and like 10 days on the well. So that's um, that. That's also been a, a, a great, so we've, we're redoing that well design at the moment and and, um, and redoing everything for for um, for Baobab. So that's had a good implication for Baobab from a well design point of view, from a geological point of view, that, that work still needs to be done, so. Excellent. So yeah, just data is collected, but not yet analyzed. So the, yeah, the, the actual- Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. So that's, I mean, that was what on, it's obviously in everybody's mind, we're all clamoring for a declaration, right? So I mean, naturally speaking, I'm sure you are too. It's part of the process is patience, even though it's difficult sometimes. Uh, but a lot of questions, obviously, about the 200 horizon here as well. Some of these are shorter than others. Uh, so I, I'm just going to kind of uh, rip through these a little bit. But uh, so 10 to 15 meter column, is that what you were expecting to encounter? Or how does that compare to what you were expecting prior to drilling? Yeah, so so look, it, it it's it's probably you know from from where where the resistivity starts to jag back, it's the the, the sand itself is probably twenty five meters thick, um, but it's got some some tighter stuff where there's no there's no resistivity response uh, both at the top and the base. So further away and 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 um, a little bit um, more into these brighter amplitudes, we're expecting that to, to increase. So I can see that. That would mean, um, so we would, our, our pre-drill estimate was roughly 20, 20 meters. And that's a sort of typical net pay that you see in these type of, of depositional environments. If you go back and and look at some of the presentations we've done and looking at the Lockichar Basin and um, and uh, the Albertine Graben, you're typically seeing those sort of net columns, um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 meters. So that, that's roughly in line with what we, what we expected okay. and what the volumetric estimates were based on as well. Good, good. It's anticipating another question coming down soon. So then the other question here, of course, all these are kind of natural questions, but how do these results then impact the outlook for the shallower basin margin projects and leads, prospects, pardon me, and leads? How does this impact those? Yeah, well, we've got some, um, I might just skip back to this, this map here. So with, with Baobab, we've got, um, and, and some of the other basin margin ones through here, that's, that's obviously from the, from the 200 horizon, something that, that looks interesting. We've got also bright amplitudes in, in, in those sections, which, um, which again, look very interesting and in the, in the, one of the reasons that we're chasing it. But moving further to the east uh, through here, we really like the implications for um, for some of these other leads that we've had here, and um, 
Makabel, Musumu, and uh, and Mapani, which have got these very very interesting um, flat spots. Um, Makabel's got this this beautiful flat spot and, and velocity change. It's all um, contained within the within that um, that horizon. You can see it that. Uh, uh, on a colored on a colored um, chart, you can see the the velocity change within it, um, or colored display rather. You can see that velocity change coincident with structure in, in Machiavel and Masum and Mapani. So we like that implication for these ones um, further further to the east, and then obviously the basin margin. We've got similar stratigraphy, but we've also got what we believe is additional source rock at at the base, which is only present on the flanks. Um, through here because of the, the structure of the of this basement high trend. So you can see that um, through here in these warmer colors, that's that's where the, the basement high is. And then we've got, um, so it's like a like a saddle um, through this basement high trend through here, where you've got the, the, the troughs in through here. And we've got an additional unit, the 380, where that looks like Lacustra and uh, deposits, which are going to going to be um, a combination of source and and, um, and reservoir, and that's where um, where these are a little bit different as well. So it does have good implications, um, but again, there there is some independence of this based and margin play as well. So how much? This is a follow-up question. I think you, you maybe already answered this, but I guess just to ask it directly is how much how much do you risking or how much of an increase in chance of success does this do the, do does this and in, in, do these results kind of play out in terms of Makuyu and then also basin margin? I mean, how 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 much more? I mean, maybe put another way is how how is your sure. confidence impacted based on these results? So so the basin margin it's it's too early to tell. Um, at this stage, for for Makuyu, obviously our, our, our primary or primary risk that's that's been identified, and you know it's not just us; it's it's everyone who's who's done any evaluation of this um, of the acreage has been seal. Um, that's always been the concern. It's too sandy. You're not going to have good enough seals to to um, prevent the the leakage of of hydrocarbons. So this this huge thick um, seal that we've seen in through here i mean that is um that's a big thick regional seal and you can this bland seismic in through here uh compared to the the um you know we're getting we're getting a lot uh a lot more variation through here and that's sand and and, and shale coming and going and and a different depositional environment but this is obviously bodes well for this for this deeper section because that that's always been the been the primary risk, and because we've got so much seal as well, what we're looking at here, the the, the risk is, and and with the faulting, is that you may have had seal, but it's faulted, and then you've you've moved one section of of uh, seal, and you might have sand on sand juxtaposition instead of sand on seal juxtaposition, which allows the hydrocarbons to escape and migrate um, up and and where we have seal through here, we've got huge thick shale in through here and on this side of the fault as well. So even though we've had faulting through here, there's still seal on seal 
So there's no escape path for this, um, you know, to come up and disappear into um, up the faults. So, so yeah, it's been a it's been a, a very good development seeing this um, seeing this huge thick regional shale above these primary targets. So increased our increased our confidence in this in this next whole section. Excellent. And honestly, that the questions about seal, I mean, that was the primary risk uh, involved for, for this play, right? One of the primary risks that we had to, one of those unanswered questions. I guess, Mark, mm -hmm. I'm going to, on the fly here, Mark, do you want to skip down to the questions 12 and, and just discuss seal with him a little bit? Let's jib as, as a, I mean, we're on the topic, so we may as well just transition here. Yeah, yeah, no, you're dead right. I mean, because because exactly as you say, Scott, I mean, the, um, the, uh, the seal above the primary targets was what you really felt was the biggest risk. And now with that sort of um, data, um, what do you think in terms of seal presence and efficacy um, regarding, you know, and look at that as a risk factor? Yeah, so so now, I mean, that's well and been truly put to bed, this particularly above these primary targets. I think what's also important now is we've got cross-fault seal through here with, with yeah. whatever this um, material is in through here. That's what we're, we're seeing. Ceiling sealing up against the the faults, so we're not um, we're not um, you know. And if we hadn't, if if it didn't seal, we wouldn't have seen the resistivity response, the separation, of the resistivity um, through here. It would have set, it would have been residual and would have been sitting the 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 shallow, medium, and deep resistivity would have been sitting on top of each other. So yeah. we've got cross fault seal through here. We've got top seal um, in through here. And then we've got obviously top seal through here. And because we've got seal on seal juxtaposition across the fault, we've got cross fault seal through here as well. So it's um, from, a, from a seal point of view, we're, you know, we're, we're a lot happier and a lot more confident and um, a, a big, a, a big uh, primary risk taken off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, you've taken out my next question. It was going to be about uh, above the post-standing uh, seal. So you already talked about that. So um, something that you know people I think is still interested in. You know, there's different views on you know where you've gone through 200 and when you talk about the tight formation. Is the the question mark about what gives you the confidence that we're going to see something that is um, um, better characteristics of the, uh, the uh, formation as you move away from the um, from the fall. Well, it's really, uh, and and again, we've got to we've got to now go and integrate the the velocity data that we've got from the from the um, from the sonic data. So sonic data is the uh, a log that you run, which um, uses sine waves similar to to seismic. That gives us very detailed information and the speed of sound that travels through these rocks to help calibrate our seismic data. So that's. Um, what we're seeing and in, in, in these responses through here is that these brights are behaving pretty well. And we can see that with the, the change in character um, in the seismic, it's reflecting better quality sands of yeah. what we have. So you can see in that little bright through there that we haven't, um, we haven't tied these logs yet properly, but because um, this is displaying on a, um, a TVD sub C map. We've got it. We've got it again. This is all very, very early. So we've got um, 
good quality sands that, that correspond to these bright amplitudes through here and the and the the reflectivity that we see through here. So you can see this dim seismic through here. That's all shale. We've got um, some interest through there. So we think um, that away from the fault where we see this dimming. So this is this. So this um, top horizon through here, mm -hmm. uh, you can see it's disappeared, but we've got a really nice sand above here. And we can see that from the cuttings that we've got, uh, we've still got some bright amplitude in through there against the fault plane, but not here. Yes. And that's where the quality is degraded. Um, so moving out of the, the, the at, at this, um, at the top of this uh, horizon through here, this purple horizon that we picked, moving it into the brighter amplitude, you know, we believe that we're going to see better reservoir quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's also <laughs> now there was a you know the discussion about how well some of the uh, down downhole tools and stuff have uh, performed and how things have how you've managed to get some recordings. Um, Couple of te techie questions on some bits and pieces. Sure. So, first one: Did you include a was there a sonic log used to calibrate the seismic results? So, we, we're doing that now. So, we've only again we've only just got the data. Um, right. Okay. A few days ago, that's got to get processed, um, and then we've got to then we've got to um, feed it back through, um, you know, through our our um, time to depth. Uh, calibrations and and, um, and processing workflows. So that is being done at the moment, um, and we will be running a, a VSP, which is a, what's called a vertical seismic profile, where we we've got receivers that we put down the hole instead of at surface, and we've still got the, the, the we've got the source at the surface, and that will and we uh, every um, Every 25, 50 meters, depending on your parameters, you'll drag the receivers up the hole whilst you're um, activating your source. And that will give you, for that interval, a really good calibration of what your surface seismic is, is giving cool. you. So that'll come at the end of the well. When we're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to wait for full TD before you're going to do that. That's right. We, we, didn't, we didn't see the need to run one in this section of the hole. Yeah. Um, it was a contingency to run it in case we were wildly off, um, but our picks so far of, of where things have come in from a depth perspective have been, have been pretty good. They've been within our, our kind of um, margin of error so far. Yeah. So we didn't, yeah. we didn't feel the need to, to run a VSP in this whole section. It wouldn't have told us a lot more about this next whole section coming up. So no, I think everyone's keen to get to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so and then with the other with the other tools, you know, we have had some issues, and these things do happen. You, you don't have, um, you know, these these the the, the MWD tools, and the wireline tools are very sophisticated. They've got a lot of electronics. There's a lot of different parts in them, and uh, communicating, and and you know, they can be configured in different combinations. So they get broken, broken down and put together. They're, they're quite long, quite long strings, some of them, depending on how many you put together. Um, sometimes up to 60 meters long, um, yeah. you know, for a, for, for a tool string. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And, you know, you've got 
temperature, pressure, uh, fluids that can all, all result in, um, you know, one part of the tool not, not working. So the plan for this uh, whole section through here was to run um, resistivity. So on the, on the MWD, so that we've got gamma ray, which is what you see in this log through here. So gamma ray differentiates between sand and shale. And then that sits about a few meters behind the bit, the, the drill bit. So you see that pretty pretty quickly. And then behind that, we would have had the resistivity tool. So that, uh, that failed, uh, unfortunately, before we, before we put it in the hole. Um, and sometimes it happens, but the backups, you know, what's been disappointing is the backups that we'd ordered and um, we're told were there hadn't, hadn't even been shipped. So that, that handicapped us a little bit from a perspective of being able to evaluate what we were going through in, in real time. All we could see was the, the gamma ray and, and the cuttings. So the mudgas system's been faulty uh, as well, so we don't have any, any reliable mudgas data for this whole section. And the MWD, which would have given us that resistivity, so the, the resistivity which would have given us the saturation indications of different fluid types, we would have seen the same thing that we did from the wireline. So we would have been in a much better position ahead of the wireline run. Um, and if we had the mud gas as well, and in, in an even better position to to be a bit more proactive rather than reactive, um, yeah. waiting for the, just waiting for the wireline logging results. It doesn't change your wireline logging results. It just helps you plan plan ahead. And maybe we would have made it another decision to you know to try and to try and change tack with, with this two hundred. Um, we could have logged that earlier, but again, the wireline gear wasn't ready we were still waiting for for stuff to arrive so we haven't it hasn't been the best best uh performance from uh from our service provider it's and we've been um the data acquisition program that we planned hasn't exactly played out um but we've got um we've got everything that we need for this next whole section and so you know hopefully all these all of these tools uh, hold up and um, and we'll have much better visibility going through these these primary targets, so resistivity, mud gas. So um, they've had they've had um, some techs out there to fix fix the mud logging unit, and and um, and also this is a different size hole section, and we've got a different tool for the for the resistivity. So oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to read the next question, saying that the order kit's working. So when you go down to your lower horizons. Well, as long as it stays working anyway, but everything's fixed. As long as it stays working, you know, so, so it's, it's been tested at surface, it's passed. Um, and uh, when we start drilling, that's, you know, typically you find out relatively quickly. Um, and sometimes the vibration from drilling or, you know, and, and, you, and uh, they pulse on sometimes, um, you know, if they're going, typically if they're going to fail, they fail early. So if, if we've got good signs, all the way, you know, for the next um, next few hours or, or day or so, with the tools, then um, then we'll be in a good in a good position. So it'll give okay. us the the, the real time data that we've been, you know, that we've um, that we've designed and um, for, for for a data acquisition purpose to help us and guide our decision making. 
Okay. So, I mean, just just a little, little bit of a wild card bit on the side of this. Does, um, you know, where you've managed to go and set your casing at the moment, because you, you were confident with how the, show, um, the clay and shell is, and being able to get a good foundation for your um, casing, do you, is there any potential in your mind of going down to the uh, lower angle? Yeah, well, again, one of the one of the good things about this this well so far has been the the mud system and the hole condition. Um, again, yep. we've been you never know because obviously this is the first well in the basin. There's no there's no calibration on what the clays will do and how they react because we're using water based yep. mud. So often with water based mud, what happens is it comes into contact with the clays and then they swell, and yep. that that causes sticking um, the clay swell inside your borehole and what you've drilled from a, from a hole size perspective then starts to narrow. And so that, that can create um, sticky spots and, um, and tight spots for your, for your, either your drill pipe to squeeze through. And sometimes it, you know, continues swelling as it, as it, as there's more and more um, time going on. So the mud has been, has been very, very good. And, and the performance of it, we've had a handful of tight spots and very little overpull when, um, and, and so, um, so that's been good and the friction factors have been much lower than we anticipated as well. So one of the limitations that you have when you're, when you're drilling is the, the hook load of the, of the rig. So at the drawworks, uh, you've got the ability for the, for the hook load and what it can, the force that it can apply and physically pull. So that's the the weight of your of your drill pipe with all of the all of the tools on it. So once you get down to the bottom here, your drill pipe gets heavier and heavier as you add more 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 stands onto it, and your your limit then becomes what you can what you can pull up, and that's dictated by. The weight of the string and the friction, the friction factors as you're pulling it, particularly in deviated hole, um, up towards the surface. So the friction factors have been lower. The, the hole's been in better condition. So we think we'll be able to push on a little bit further than um, than we initially anticipated. So we're going to keep going until we can't go anymore. And then we've still got the option if we're still seeing good results, we can go down to a smaller hole size so we can put a a seven inch liner in here and then drill out six inch hole because uh -huh. then your friction factor, once you've cased it compared to, and so the inside of steel casing compared to the friction factor of open borehole is much lower. And so that again, that resets your, your friction factor. And um, so that allows you to, you know, to drill out a little bit more. So we'll see, we'll see how we go. Um, so yeah, there's the possibility, but we've got to, you know, we've got to be mindful of the, of the whole conditions um, in this next section, and hopefully it behaves in a similar manner uh, as what we've had so far. Okay, and sort of a, yeah, again, a little bit linked to other areas and what we're looking at and drilling. So when you you know you mentioned that the um, in a down day you did, you said there was nothing commercial, but there was potentially residual. Does that seem to um, give you more confidence when you're looking at the dandy across the um, the the rest of the prospect? Oh, so when I when I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean. I think there's there's been a misunderstanding. So this what we've seen in here is not residual through here. No. This, if it was residual, we wouldn't have had the separation 
in the in the resistivity. Yep. So it's just um, it's just very tight um, tight reservoir and so low porosity, but not residual because residual is a low gas saturation, which which yes. gives you a more elevated resistivity compared to your baseline of of um, of water filled pore space, but separation in it, and we have big separation between the, the shallow and the and the deep reading resistivity means you've got you've got a different phase inside your pore space than what your than what your um, than brine filled pore. So what I so what I I think what I meant in my previous statement is that related to the seal that because of the separation it's not residual it's not escaping um correct so we've got this cross fault seal yeah. otherwise so in some of these others you know again it's it it's it's early still we may have seen little hints of it through these sections um which means we've had some some migration from somewhere we've got to figure out where that's coming from and whether it's a different you know again we don't know until we get into this primary section through here where we know we've got source rock in the angua. Um, where this has come from. So again, this feeds into um, Baobab. Um, if it's coming from the flanks, if it's coming from um, from deeper up, um, the section we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds good that you you got a position where you. You've got something you've recognized within the, uh, the 200. You've got mm -hmm. below that is the um, a, a terrific seal over the uh, the lower formations. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a, good, uh, a good view to get into. I, I think my last bit will be, I'm probably going to go and back and test your um, time at university to see, <laughs> <laughs> see how technically, uh, technically savvy you still are. Is um, look at um, will you be able to think you can use the existing well data for any quantitative interpretation and rocks physics models to uh, yeah, to definitely that's in the well, yeah. Uh, look, we we won't we won't have that we won't have that ability to turn that around now to help to help steer where we're going now. No, no, um, in future ones, is that, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that that's that's part of the work that that will be coming once the. Once we've logged the entire, uh, you know, this this whole section through here, and then um, we've got the VSP data as well. We'll go back and be able to calibrate all the all the rock physics um, and get a much better understanding of what of what the these amplitudes are telling us. Um, and that will be, you know, uh, we, we we're getting so much data out of this out of this well, that it's going to enable us to calibrate the seismic across the rest of the basin. So, so yes, that work will be done, but that takes that takes a bit of time. It's not yeah, something yeah. that you turn around in, in days or even weeks. It's... Um, yeah. No, good Lord. And uh, I think my last bit before we get you back on to, uh, to, to Matt is going to be, so in terms of just thinking through some of the general sequence for the, for the well, are you um, looking to work your way through to TD, then run your wireline, do your VSP, and then release results? Or how, how are you thinking about releasing information back to the market? Will you get to TD and say, hey, we've seen some stuff, 
Then we get to run wireline, or will you run everything and then get back? What's your thinking? Yeah, so, I mean, generally speaking, I only like to release results once we've had the wireline data. Um, yeah. Because you've got a full suite of data, which then gives you a complete picture. Sure. Although we've got we, we've got MWD um, and and resistivity and gamma ray and and um, and mud gas when those things are all working, which will give you a good indication. It's not yeah. it's not finite, so you can. I mean, you see you see this with with other companies who've drilled through. They've announced that they've had shows, um, you know, and then they while unlog it, and there's nothing nothing movable. So we don't want to we don't want to elevate expectations in that sense, and then rug pull everyone once the you know once the wireline data comes in because that's that's not helpful, um, yeah. you know in my in my view. So the plan for this whole section had been to we, we had to drill over balance because we were and and really over balance because we were. You know, we were concerned about the the poor pressure regime and 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 a large column through here and, and with the gas buoyancy effect and hydrostatic gradient at um, at shallow depths. That means your your potential pour pressure within these gas saturated gas saturated sands is significantly greater. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to while unlock this top hole, this bit through here, in what's called a chicken run, because the the longer that your mud is in the hole, uh, the more risk that you add on. We didn't know how the clays were going to react. And from a from a sampling point of view, getting that early in the bag would have just set us up really, really well for the rest of the, the well. Calmed a lot of calmed a lot of nerves. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that opportunity um, in this in this well. One, because we didn't have the the um, MWD resistivity working, the mud gas system wasn't working. And so we, we didn't have any information until we TD'd and then we wireline logged this, this section. So when people were complaining that we hadn't released any results, we didn't have any results. Uh, <laughs> we didn't see anything. We couldn't tell anything. So um, you, can, you can get some indications from MWD, but I'm always a little bit reluctant to put any weight on um, on MWD until you've got wireline. And at the end of the day, as I stated, you have to get a hydrocarbon sample to surface to declare a discovery. Mm -hmm. That's what the ASX rules are. So SPE, and under the SPE, so Society of Petroleum Engineers, PRMS, Petroleum Resource Management System, it has to be movable hydrocarbons. The only way to, you can prove movable hydrocarbons is through Getting a formation sample with your downhole, downhole um, wireline tools or well testing, yeah, and and bring it to surface. Not shows, not logs. You've got to get a sample, and so that's where a lot of, you know, I'm not going to get into other other company bashing, but that's where a lot of them fall down and and um, make these pronouncements, and um, they're not actually they're not actually valid. So oh, that's off for your ethics anyway. That's what I say. Yeah, look, it, it, I think 
probably does us a disservice from a from a sentiment point of view, but you know we play everything with a straight bat, and um, and we're not we're not going to to push this further than we're allowed to from the from the the ASICs rules and from um, you know from a a um, an industry perspective and the and the SPEPRMS system, which is what we report under. So okay. So, so you're going to drill down, maybe go into lower angler, see how you feel. You're going to TD wherever it is, above or below lower angler. Then you're going to run your yep. wire line and give us an update. This will log this, yeah, we'll log this entire section through here. Yep. So also to, to wire line log each individual sand, it's not, not ideal either because to do that, you've got to pull, your, your, you've got to pull your, um, your drill pipe out of the hole, You've got to rack all of it back. You've then got to set up for wireline, run the tools in the hole, do the logs. And logging it, actually physically moving it through the wellbore doesn't take a long time. You know, for this for this first run with those um with the grandstand that we ran, that took, you know, like six hours. But it takes you 48 hours overall to do to do that by the time you or probably yeah, 48, um, 48, 60 hours, something like that for that process. So you don't want to, and then you've got to get back on bottom again and start drilling. And yeah, yeah, So it's more efficient to do to do it by whole section. Yeah, so, I mean, but it, it doesn't hurt your friends with the drillers <laughs> getting them to put it in. All, all, all the, all, all the, well, the drillers are okay. It's the, it's the poor floorman who've got to, who've got to make and break up joints all the time yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah exactly and, and, and it's all rig time at the end of the day as well so yeah you know so now you. for us to, for us to trip into the hole where we if we started at surface with the with the drill bit at surface excluding making up the all, all the various um bottom hole assemblies so the bottom hole assemblies your drill bit your your mwd tools your collars and, and everything else so just running it in the hole to get to bottom at the moment, that takes anywhere between, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours, depending on, on how it's going. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it's a lot of work. So, so yeah, it's not, it's not a decision that you make likely because a round trip just to do that, you know, is 24 hours. So that's an entire day's worth of, of rig time that's lost plus all of the setup for everything else. So you don't, you don't, um, you don't just while I'm log willy nilly and, and yeah. you pay charge every time. Every time you run a tool in the hole, you're getting charged. So mm. you've got a run charge, and then you've got a, and then you've got a um, a time in the hole charge as well. So yeah. So so you think so you think you've you got a couple of weeks to go to get to TD, and then maybe a week or so after that is about the ability to give some update on how wireline's gone. Do you think? Yeah, it it um it depends on on um, how extensive our wireline logging program is um we've got a we've got a uh kind of similar length hole section to log here um roughly so that means um yeah from and but longer running times um sampling takes takes a while depending on how many you're you're getting um and and pressure sampling as well depends on how many sands you have um Mm -hmm. How many reservoir intervals you log? How many pressure samples you take, and um, and how many samples, and how quickly they can clean up 
uh, as well. So when you're when you're taking, and maybe just to talk about why we elected not to not to go and um, take pressure samples and try and get a fluid sample out of here. So because we were drilling with such overbalanced mud, what what ends up happening is is your the the weight and the pressure of the mud in your wellbore is a lot greater than what it is in your in your reservoir. So as you're drilling, you're forcing that drilling fluid into your pore space because it's got nowhere nowhere else to go. And because we're so overbalanced, what that does is it squeezes in a lot of mud filtrate into the into the pores. And when you're pressure sampling, you're trying to get and and when it's tight, you can't disperse that pressure and that fluid far enough away from the from the the immediate area around your well bore because it, it's it's tighter rock and it can't flow away as easily into the greater reservoir area. So you end up having an having additional pressure in your pore space compared to the virgin pressure of the reservoir. So to try and get a valid pressure, you've got to get your probe to sit on your on your borehole wall and get a good seal. And that yep. that's only possible if you've got good reservoir quality. And then you've got to withdraw, you 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 use the pump to withdraw fluid out of the out of the reservoir, out of the side of the borehole, and then you let it build up. So that that pressure response comes back from the reservoir and that tells you then what your reservoir pressure is. Mm -hmm. With that additional mud weight in the hole, and we, you know, the hole had been exposed by this stage in this in this horizon for uh, probably 12, 10, 12 days, something like that. And we we would have had an effect what's called supercharging, where you're not you're not seeing the the reservoir pressure, you're seeing the the invasion pressure of the of the drilling fluid that's that's in your near yeah. well bore area. Yeah. So it's not a valid pressure. Um, so that doesn't allow you to tell to tell you what your fluid gradient is. So gas gas filled pore space compared to water filled pore space, you get a you get a different fluid density in your pore space, and that gives you your that's how you estimate your column heights from your pressure gradient yeah. uh, that yeah. you get through your reservoir. So we wouldn't have been able to get that and prove the, the fluid gradient. And then the second thing from a sampling point of view is that to sample to sample your your um, your hydrocarbon fluids, you've got to clean up and clean away all of that mud, that drilling mud filtrate from the reservoir to get a, a virgin fluid sample. And that because we didn't have a have good reservoir, the ability to pump all of that drilling fluid that you forced into the pore space takes a really long time. And we would have been sitting on the wall pumping and pumping and 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 we wouldn't have been able to to clean it up sufficiently to get a a good enough sample to to yeah. to um take. And it also increases your risk of differential sticking because the the weight of the drilling mud in your well bore compared to your reservoir is a lot greater and it ends up pushing the tool up against the the reservoir. And it gets stuck because of the pressure differential, and yeah. not only the tool against the the borehole wall, but the cable that you're running it on. Any yeah. any other reservoir further up here that's exposed with um, with the cable that can also get pushed against the wall and get stuck. So uh, the the risk of of doing that was was much much too great, and uh, would have added on 
one, a lot of time, two, a lot of risk, um, and three, whether we would have got um, a fluid sample, uh, I doubt it. If we'd had a if we'd had a dual packer out there, which are these big inflatable packers, so the the probes that I'm talking about are you know probably as long as my as my finger that you're putting against the borehole wall, and that's the and then it's got these um, uh, seals around that to to push it against the the wall to try and get a to try and get contact. With a dual packer, you've got these inflatable packers, and you you can space them two meters apart, which gives you a much greater surface area, um, and you can you can you can pump out over a much bigger area to to try and get a valid pressure. So, if we had those, we would have gone in and, and tried to do it, and I, and I think we would have been there. But with the only with the conventional probes that we've had available, it just the risk versus reward, unfortunately, just wasn't wasn't in our favour. Yeah, I agree. I think you, look, you made a sense of what you, you've got something you can go back and have a look at at the 200, but you've kept your set. Yeah. It's not worth risking the world, risking the equipment and what have you. Yeah. Primary targets to aim for. Yeah. So, what, what would have ended up happening then is we would have had to, if we couldn't fish the tool out, um, we then would have had to push it all the way to the bottom of the hole um, and then cement. You know, because we've got to run casing, we then have to cement it up, and then we've got to sidetrack out of there. Um, yeah, which means we would have we would have messed up the trajectory that we'd set ourselves for these primary targets as well, and a lost and hold charge for the tool, the extra time to um, to push to the bottom, to sidetrack it. You know, the the costs were the costs and the risk were just too great to 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 roll the dice on, on, on that. So, yeah, but no, I agree with you. Next, so this next whole section that we're drilling though is much more normally, um, we're, we're drilling with a, with a normal sort of overbalance, um, yeah. which, which, uh, reduces that risk of, um, of having, having that differential sticking issue because as you get deeper, that gas buoyancy effect lessens. And so we're not as concerned about, um, about uh, the the poor pressure regime deeper compared to um, compared to where you know where this initial risk in the two hundred horizon sat. Yeah, because that that was another question about you know when you're going deeper, are you going to be um, winding back on your mud weight? But um, obviously, yeah, and you just said yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we so we gradually we gradually wound this back. So we drilled this with thirteen and a half pounds per gallon mud, which is hugely overbalanced. Um, and at the bottom of this whole section, we began to wind it back to about 12, which is still, you know, still pretty heavy, 12, 12 and a half, I think. So this will be drilled with, um, and your normal, your normal, um, your hydrostatic um, is about 9.98 parts right. per gallon. So yeah. 9.8, I beg your pardon. Um, so we were, we were, you know, fifty percent overbalance, which is a lot. And if mm. you convert that to to a normal pressure set of a, a fluid density, it, it's it's a big differential. So we're we're in a much better space for this next whole section. Ah, well, good. 
So look, you you passed your exam in the terms of technical questions from me. Hold <laughs> <laughs> well on, well done, mate. It's good. It's good. Good work. <laughs> we spent hours pulling all these together, and you've only got a few minutes to try and remember the answer. So well done. So I'll get you over to um to Matt, who's gonna. I think you was about future drilling. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, we're, there's a couple of questions around past, uh, or pardon me, present and future drilling. Um, obviously, mm. you know, there's frustration. And, I mean, mistakes happen, and and such as you know, life is imperfect. But yeah, there's frustration around what maybe what, what people would consider avoidable errors based on how the drilling is gone. And I guess could you speak to what can you do? What will you do? What are your options in terms of kind of preventative measures to avoid that happening again? So, but I'll guess I'll ask the question first. What are what are the perceived uh, preventable errors? Uh, frustrations with the service provider, I guess. Yeah, that's the that's questions that were brought in. So, I don't I don't want sure. to I don't want to sit here and and badmouth anybody, right? But yeah, just the questions. No, that came... Look, I don't I, I I don't know that it has it has been frustrating, um, and hasn't been the the level of service from a major provider that that that, that you'd expect um, things happen. Uh, you know, you never you never have a it doesn't matter where you are, you never have perfect performance. You always expect breakdowns with and and failures of tools. Um, this, these are complicated operations, and there's so many moving parts. And uh, these things happen, and you've got to you've got to deal with it as they come along. Um, but we've, you know, we have now taken a much, we've had to go back and, you know, reconfirm everything and, and take, not take, um, people at their word, but what's there, what's not, what's available. Um, and also, uh, you know, our logistics guys have been fantastic and immobilizing stuff and in getting it done and, and coordinating it and, and, and taking it on themselves. Uh, our drilling our drilling team um, and everyone involved has been outstanding. Um, you know, I've been involved in in other campaigns before in other wells, and if we'd had these sort of challenges uh, with the less experienced team, this could have gone very sideways. Um, but we've got excellent people out there, very experienced. And um, we've also had a lot of, you know, we knew this going into a frontier region that never been done before in the country. Basin's never been drilled before. You know, so trying to get everything perfect with this first well was gonna was gonna be a, it was never gonna happen. Um, but we put in place the, the contingency plans and the mitigations and thought about everything so that we could reasonably deal with anything that was that was going to be thrown our way. So it hasn't been perfect, but you know, so far everyone's doing a doing a good job on, on our team and I'm really happy how, how everyone has has performed. So you know we've done as much as we can. We we're in we're in good shape for this next whole section. Um, things also weren't going to go smoothly from the start. It was always going to be a slow start. Um, a lot of teething, teething issues. The the service companies ever worked with that rig provider before. The, uh, new people, um, new crew. You know, particularly the the foreman, getting used to 
how the rig works um, and everything else. So we've gotten a lot quicker. So I'll give you an example. When we when we drilled this first hole section through here, the the time to install the casing and cement it, that was about a week. And that was a relatively shallow depth. You know, this is 593 meters to here. For this uh, section through here, we ran casing and cemented it within within uh, two and a half days. And that was a longer section, deeper. Um, so everyone's now getting into the into the groove. Um, everything's around its site. So you 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 plan, you put in place mitigation, and then you've also got to react to what to what goes on because you're always going to get surprises. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're drilling in a in a known basin. I mean, we've seen this in Australia. You always get surprises when you're drilling because it's you know it's deep it's dark no one um no one knows what is going on downhole with absolute certainty um and you've always got imperfect information so you've just got to react the best that you can plan as as, as well as you can and that's hard made harder by again being being the first well in the basin but um but yeah look certainly keeping on top of our of our service providers and i've had i've had to step in a few times and and escalate stuff and that's what my job is not to tell our guys you know our guys are very experienced i don't need to tell them what to do it's to to help them if any doors need to be kicked in um if if anything needs to be escalated then that's what that's what i'm there for so and webinars. not to sit up and <laughs> yeah and webinars when i can speak so <laughs> so what's i guess Maybe a follow-up question just for curiosity's sake. What is your relationship with the service provider at this point? I mean, the dialogue that's happening, happening, the conversations you're having, the tone and tenor of, of the relationship. Yeah, look, it's it, it's good. They they obviously see this as a as a huge a huge prize um, on success. You know, there'll be a lot of activity um, after this, and um, you know, from a reputational point of view, they obviously want to get things right. They want to provide us with a good service. And we're not there to, you know, to 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 be a policeman and say, you know, this is what this is what you said you would do. We at the end of the day, we need to get the data that we need, and we need to help them do that in any way possible. So, you know, when I was out there, I was I had to call in some favors to source the last two bottles of hydrogen gas in the country to help get the mud gas system calibrated because the hydrogen generators broke down. So I was running around to do it. And throwing it, throwing it to them and say, you know, this is your job. You guys sort it out. That's not going to help us. It's, it's, um, you know, ultimately we are going to pay the price. So it's in our interest to, to help, um, help them along. It's the first time they've been in, they've been in the country as well. So they don't know how everything works and, um, you know, trying to trying to get stuff in and out uh, at short notice is also hard because of the remote location and and um and the the paperwork that's required so uh, yeah look the the relationship is good um everyone's working together to make this a success so similar question here just about around yeah future drilling prospects what's your con how long do you have the rig contracted for where are we at here 
so for for the contract point of view, we've got it um, till the end of this campaign from a from a contract perspective. But you know, we've got a we've got a good relationship with Exalo. They are they're looking hopefully for a long a longer term contract um, out here, and they haven't got any any confirmed work after our campaign. And even if we finish up, it looks like the rig is going to sit sit there for a little while uh, until it gets gets demobilized or, or mobilized elsewhere. So we, you know, we've still got the the ability to extend the contract or um, or not um, or bring something else in, whatever the you know whatever we think is going to going to suit us best going forward. So. But yeah, you have flexibility, and yeah, they're they're not running off to some other site. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess. Uh, what are those steps removed? So you know, you, you, let's say you know, a few months from now, you complete Baobab. You want to do three, four, five. Where finance is dependent, obviously. Uh, what what is there left? What are the steps between uh, now and drilling well three? Well, location. Firstly, <laughs> so, so that that will um, you know you, you've obviously got to got to pick. Uh, it's not like throwing darts at a dartboard. Um, build the pad, um, and and maybe we can convince them that we don't need concrete footings for the for the rig. Uh, you know that's that's one of the long lead times on 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 well pads um, for us. Is, is the curing of the concrete footings. The cellars, you know, cellars okay, but um, and then any consumables that we need, you know, drilling mud, um, mud chemicals, cement, and um, and also depending on the well design and, and the depth, whatever's left in terms of tubulars, so so casing uh, as well. And then, if it's a longer-term campaign, you're th looking at things like wellheads um, and everything else. So, it will ultimately depend on on the on the results as to what the next steps are, which well it's going to be, um, and then how many will follow on after that, and whether whether you keep the same rig, bring in a different one if it needs to be bigger, if it needs to be smaller. Um, you know this one, and we've had this discussion already internally. Uh, um, Solid have been doing pretty well, so and, and we're happy with them. So that that's unlikely to change, um, but it depends on what we see. And potentially, I mean, that third world could be going back into the two hundred again. Is that right? Or yeah, whether that's after Baobab or what do you do before Baobab? Yeah. And then it and then it also depends on what your next what your next uh, target is. So, for example, yeah. if we were just just to repeat repeat this, we may have ended up drilling the vertical well like we planned originally, which would have yeah. been over here. Yeah, we would have still yeah, we would have still hit those targets where we in in the in the in the kind of um, ellipses. So you've got we've got ellipses for these targets and where we want to hit hit this yeah. stuff and, and a radius that we want to plant it in so yeah it's um it depends on 
you know, you want to you want to try and get as much information out of a well as possible. And so trying mm-hmm. to line up and um, these stacked objectives was going to give us the best chance of bang for our buck. But you've got to be mindful of of risk and your and your execution yeah, as well. If, so if we'd gone too aggressive and try to get too deviated, you, we, there's a chance we might not have been able to get the wireline tools down because we, uh, we we could pipe convey them. That's getting that's getting uh, that's hard work and expensive because it's a lot more rig time than than um, yeah. than running wireline. Um, and then um, yeah, it, it just it just depends on you know it's going to depend on what what our results are in in this in these primary targets through here and what we prioritize. Um, yeah, for follow-up wells. Just for clarification, that's your rig behind you, isn't it? On your uh, it, yeah. On so your this picture? is. I, I took I took this uh, took this when I was out there a few weeks ago, and uh, beautiful sunsets out there at the moment, and and sunrises. It's um, very hazy though. I don't. You might have seen some of the videos on our that we put up on our on our social media. Um, so you're not getting great clear. Um, skies and you, uh, when you're out there you can barely even see the escarpment on most days because of all the all the dust in the air because it's right at the end of the, the the dry season and and um a lot of smoke in the air as well now uh, people clearing um agricultural um sand or to soil rather beg your pardon farmland for for the planting season coming up so burning well, all the husks I'm- away well our, well, our guys that are, uh, that are monitoring the uh, satellite images have said the uh, Baobab well pad's coming on pretty well. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's a much smaller pad, so we're keeping the camp at Makuyu. Yeah. And it's just the um, just the, the rig pad and the mini camp that are going to go to the next site, so... Another question here, returning back to future drilling, I guess, so questions about lead time. What are we, what's the expectations for lead time? And I guess maybe the ultimate thrust of the question is after, after two, presuming that there's going to be three, four, et cetera, will there be downtime in between there? Or is, are you hoping to, you know, demob and and move on as quickly as you can? Um, it's hard to say. We've got to we've got to go and see what's available from from a from a long lead time and consumable um, side of things. It's not a it's not a straightforward equation at the moment with with supply chain and um, particularly in the oil field where we're seeing a lot of shortages from and and also a huge cost escalation for tubulars in particular. So. So that's casing, and and um, it, it's um, that will depend on what we need and what we can get a hold of. So, and and the lead times for that shipping at the moment is also uh, a bit of an issue. So, there's been um, one the availability of them, and then two also some of the um, some of the industrial action that's going on in in South Africa. And Mozambique at the moment um, hampers the ability to get stuff in and out in a timely manner if it's coming in by by ship. So 
that yeah we, we we've got to we've got to figure that out and see what's available but we don't want to move now and start prematurely ordering stuff before we've got results um out of here we know exactly what's going to be needed so and you're leaving the hole open from uh, from this casing point down that will that will depend on what we encounter yeah the most likely scenario is we will run seven inch liner okay because if we're going to come back and and do a well test we don't want to leave drilling mud in the hole exposed no. for it, it degrades um so what we will most likely do is um run a seven inch liner yep. through this cement it and then you put in you put in a couple of plugs, retrievable plugs in through here, and then you come back uh, when you're ready and you perforate it. Yeah. And um, and then you you flow test it. So and we'll so we'll displace that back back to um, back to brine um, or you know very low mud weight. So we're not getting um, we, we haven't got heavy mud sitting in the hole for a long time. So and also you don't want to leave exposed open hole for ages with um i mean we can put a plug up here which which would do that but it's you know that's not not best practice um either so we don't we don't want um and also the risk of of your open hole degrading leaving it for such a long time exposed yeah. also increases so yeah. running a liner and then come back and perforate it and test it at another date just a couple, thank you, Scott. A couple of final questions for me, and then I'll let Mark have a final crack at it here too. Uh, to thank you, this is something that's been discussed in previous months, but I guess just for the sake of, of maybe keeping up people up to date. Again, presuming commercial discovery, right? So again, obviously a very forward-looking statement here. But is your priority to move to cash flow from Makuyu or whatever that discovery is? Is your priority to to turn that into cash flow as quickly as possible? Or are you going to keep drilling and keep exploring prior to production? It's it's a it's an interesting question. Um, getting to that commerciality threshold is obviously a good price, um, but then whether you go and try and build up your your resource base and and try and extend the I beg your pardon extend the play further um, out here or, or, or further along here also has its benefits from a, from a um, you know point of view that it, once your basin and your play has been de-risked that running room opens up and, and can add significantly or and and it's a factor of what does it cost me to drill a well uh, versus what is to, to extend the play or to uh, go back to this map. To get this to a commercial threshold, how many appraisal wells will we have to drill in here versus if we, you know, go and put an expiration well in here uh, or here, the inference that this entire fairway then works is also quite powerful. Mm. So... Although you, you, you're not likely to get 
from one well, and then if you go to a, yeah, let's say two wells in here, and then and then moving out here, are are you better off moving this to some kind of contingent category, or proving up this contingent category in this prospect here? I don't know. We're going to have to see what the data tells us uh, as well. A very lovely problem to have again. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but ultimately, we'd like to we'd like to do both and try to do it in a in a cost effective manner. So, again, luckily we're onshore, and once um, you know, once we are, once we we've we've made a made a discovery, then an actual discovery, not not a not a you know where we sit now on the verge. Um, that means um, you know it gives us a lot of a lot of flexibility and, and optionality as well. And there's also now with with the way that this these permits have played out that we've got the ability to slice and dice this differently as well and bring in partners for specific things and and leave them out of others. So that's another another layer on top of that. Is is Stuart? Out, uh, getting out there often? No, he was out there a few months ago before we before we started. But uh, oh. no, he's not he's not out there. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's not. I like I like being out there because I you know love being. I can't I can't help myself but get involved in in drilling it. There's, it's great being out at the well site and at the at the coal face. I'm not you know I can't I can't help anyone out there. Um, Except I'm, getting I'm, gas bottles and stuff. Um, well, you know, even even then, it's um, I could have done that from here, but it's it's more it's more just uh, you know, I guess being out there in the thick of it as a I'm, I'm not I'm not useful out there from a you know I'm a I'm taking up a bed quite frankly, but it's just nice to it's just nice to be out there when um, when everything's going on. Um, yeah, and be able to watch and physically look at the at the cuttings when it's coming up, you know, sitting and and being uh, being in the mudlogging unit or being in the wildland truck, which is where I usually usually sit when um, when we're logging and looking over the the engineer's shoulder and seeing the data as it's being as it's being gathered. Um, but that's a question. Are you gonna are you gonna get back out there for the um, wireline after TD? Are you gonna be there as uh, it comes through? Uh, unlikely, unlikely. I've just I've just gotten back now in the last in the last few days, and I'm heading heading back over next month. So, right. uh, so yeah, okay. uh, just just the way that the timings worked out, uh, I've had I've had limited limited windows um, to do that. So, yeah, it's nice to be out there, but you know, from that perspective, Stuart and myself, we're not we're not going to change. Um, change anything by being out there. It's just more, more to to um, give give the the guys out there some visibility that this is important. Um, you know, we're 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 um, we're there to help everyone succeed if they need anything. Give them that that uh, that agency that if they need need something that they can speak up. They don't need to you know to be worried about. Um, implications of anything everyone's there to for, for this to succeed and um and that was the overwhelming um feeling that i got out there everyone is 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 willing this and wishing it to 
to succeed from um, you know from from every angle. So yeah. Uh, so it's, so it's, I mean, other things on the timeline just out in the out of the top of my mind. So you know, we said a couple of weeks to get to TD, may maybe likely you know a week or two to get your wire line in, and then perhaps you'll be back out in country because there was talk about um, uh, Ed doing a visit and. Um, and then and tying in with that was the PPSA sort of timing. What are you looking at? Yeah. Sort of so 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 that so that visit will will will, will coincide, um, you know, for good for good news. Um, and and we we were we were very close um, to pulling the trigger, but I think obviously from um, from a perspective where no one's going to put themselves in a position where they're standing. Standing there and and uh, uh, with uncertain results ahead of them, and and that yeah. being used in a in a, in a negative fashion. Um, yeah. So so yeah, we that 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 visit will happen. Um, you know, with with success in this in this low horizon. So that that's that's on standby. So that's a Thanksgiving sort of getting almost just before Christmas sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, hopefully, long, hopefully long before Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just mean in December. That's all I'm saying. One, so one final thing from me here, and this is uh, I sometimes feel like I end up being a representative for retail here, and this is less a, less a question and more just a, a request, I guess, but just mm -hmm. uh, lots of discussions on, on, on retail boards, uh, people wishing that they would have a chance or opportunity to be involved in financing. So maybe if I could just uh, a polite uh, request, right? If I, I'll, I'll humbly as a messenger here, provide you with a little stamp and sealed letter here to request that retail get a chance to to participate that's all <laughs> yeah ab absolutely and um you know we've i think as i said in in in, in previous q a's that we've had and, and and webinars that i've done mm. you know, we weren't thrilled with the with the last um with the structure of, of that last placement um the timing of it and when we decided to do it and when we thought that Things were going to kick off from a from a timing perspective, meant that we were restricted in, in what we could what we could do. Um, what what ended up happening is the 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 spud delay was was due to us waiting for the arrival of equipment from service provider and also the the rig finishing off their their um, their maintenance that they needed to do, and it turned out to be uh, a lot more than than anticipated. But we were never going to accept a rig that wasn't ready to drill, because once you start, you don't want to sit there with all your services and everything on hire, on day rate with people, um, because that's when you start racking up big costs in in standby charges. Um, first of all, but more importantly, from a from a safety perspective, making sure that. You know the mud tanks were up to scratch so that they could hold the the mud weight that was needed for this top hole section because if those burst um because they weren't pressure added to to be high enough then that would have been catastrophic that would have stopped this entire program because these mud tanks are huge and those aren't things that you can repair quickly that you can bring in a new set quickly it's um that would have been a an absolute showstopper um for us so 
And then also making sure, most importantly, that everyone's safe and everyone goes home yeah. to their family. So, you know, we, we, were, we were never going to, from the, the timelines that we were given of when this was going to be completed, and, you know, we've got to rely on what, on what we're told by our providers that this is when stuff's going to arrive, this is when things are going to be repaired and fixed. Um, that's what we work off. So it ended up, you know, being three three weeks later, and and that would have allowed that that ability for for retail retail to to participate um, in that previous placement. But look, certainly we 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 you know we sincerely and, and I sincerely appreciate the the support that we've had. I don't know there is a lot of retail interest in 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 our story and in, and um, and in this and you know in the in the next uh, in the next instance then there'll definitely be a, a retail component awesome no and all, all everything you said is is eminently reasonable right just like i say just it's a bit yeah, a bit of a greatest hits we have definitely covered it but yeah just trying to make no. sure people I, people feel heard right so look and and also we needed to we needed to execute that placement and and, and have it done once you take the once we took the decision to to solve risk, that meant we were exposed and we had we had a finite window to close it off because if we didn't, then we would have been swimming naked where you've got no partner, you've got no finance, you've got a rig sitting there and then then you're in a world of hurt. So it's, um, yeah, that's, and we had to, we had to pull the trigger and, and make and make that uh, make that decision. So, no, thank you. I always I always appreciate your candor, Scott. Thank you, uh, Mark. Did you get around to my question on the PPSA? I think that was the um, how where where are we looking at that being finalised? You know. Yeah, that's that the so the finance bill at the moment is still sitting in Parliament, um, and the amendments to the Petroleum Act are contained within that finance bill. Yeah. And there's a standoff between the uh, the MPs and the Minister of Finance at the moment. They're looking to to hold to ransom the passing of the finance bill to get um, to get additional salary increases and perks, um, right. which is a time time worn tradition. I don't think that's unique to um, unique to Zimbabwe. Oh, why wouldn't you? Maybe. <laughs> You've got an opportunity. So, so once once that's done, um, then then we're in a position to have that signed off. All right. So, if you want to help round up 100 170 MPs or whatever it is to <laughs> to strong arm them. <laughs> Then, I've got uh, some ideas. I'll share that. I'll share those with you another day. <laughs> Offline, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's all positive. Frustrating, but, but we, we, can, we, we can only control the things we can control. Yeah, in that respect. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I think that's all from me, Matt. No, well, I think, I mean, we, we're, as always, I appreciate your time, Scott. You're very gracious with your time here. We, these are not short, not short interviews, right? This is a record for us, only about 80 minutes or 90 minutes here now. So that's, that's, uh, that's absolutely speedy for us. Uh, thank you very much, Scott. Um, 
obviously if anybody has any questions you can fire them off to me or fire them off to scott we can try to maybe have another one here in another month or two time and maybe we can we can have something to celebrate there with any luck knock on wood right um thank you mark thank you scott yeah thanks for tuning in everybody to junior resource investing thanks mark thanks matthew thanks for having me once again and thank thanks for everyone for your for your time and um yeah hoping um hoping this primary all these primary targets that um, that we're chasing in this next whole section are, are going to deliver the goods. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we will we'll be. Um, in fact, we've probably started started drilling out already as we as we've been speaking, and uh, hopefully we'll have have some uh, some good news on the way. Yeah, look forward to speaking to you again in three uh, three maybe four weeks. We'll see how we go. Precisely. Well, look when 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 we finish, um, you know, and again given rough timelines but things always you know always um, always are fluid when you're when you're drilling um particularly when when it's um you haven't done it before you've got no calibration for each of your sections of how long it's going to take and so we spent a it's been a lot longer in this big thick shale yeah than we expected yeah um and a, and a and a couple of um couple of tool failures along the way and a, and a trip uh for a bit change but um because we Got ground down during this um, during this uh, this section drilling that shale, but um, yeah, we've got um, we're well set up for this next whole section, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we deliver what everyone's looking for. Yeah. Won't argue with seeing with you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, gents. Take care. Have a good thanks, day. Scott. Cheers, Matt. See if I can kick these people out. They're all getting up and sitting on their own. Good. Uh... Okay. Yeah, there. Another successful time, eh? Excellent. Yeah, no, good job again done, mate. That's not bad for uh, short notice. Yeah, it's 24, 24 hour notice. We're done. That's good. I mean, it was nice that it actually managed to make a window here, make it the make the window work. So. That was good. And yeah, thanks for your short, you put in some work there. So I appreciate that too. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Is that, uh, still, we still got to figure out stopping some of those guys being able to um, yeah, uh, put their microphones on again as well. I, 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 I'll, maybe we should, you know, we'll, we'll experiment one of these days, but I, I, I fear that if I, I have the option to mute everybody, but then uh, well, I have it marked as enter muting. So it's people that are actually making the conscious decision to unmute themselves, which seems a little avoidable. But uh, yeah, I, I wonder, we'll, 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 maybe we'll practice with some different settings because there are options to forcibly mute everybody. Um, but then I just worry about, I, I'm sure that I have the power as host to, to unmute, right? So maybe we'll, we'll try that try that next time. Yeah, sure. All right, so I've got the record. Anyway, once I leave, I think the recording goes in MP3 mp4 mm -hmm. is itself so i'll go and stick it on um um dropbox and then send it to you again mate yeah i'm cautiously optimistic that this one will work for me i i practiced yesterday and it did produce like a, a file on my computer so i'm cautiously optimistic that i can use mine all right time, well i'll so. hold back or yeah. send you a link you let me know how you go yeah. um yeah good job again mate no nope, perfect yeah thanks again mark thanks for your help what time is it what time is it for you 9 p.m so 9 p.m. Yeah. Oh. Lots of time. 
Time for a beer. Nothing too bad to yeah. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, Matt. See you, mate. I'm in Canada, Andrew. Middle of middle of Canada. Have a good day. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. Oh, you talked to them. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. See you, man. See you, Mark. Take care.